the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is Acting in Faith in 2018. The Christian life is a life of faith. We are saved by faith, we are kept by faith, we walk by faith, we endure by faith, we worship by faith. All that we do, we do by faith. So why is faith so important? Because it is the way we receive eternal life. It is a means of access to God. It is the only way to please God. It is the key to answered prayer and the title deed to all that God has promised. God honors those who love him enough to trust him completely. He loves it when his people dare to trust him. The entire, in the entire Bible, there is no clearer instruction on faith than Hebrews chapter 11. Most of us know it as faith's hall of fame. Here we are given a long list of Old Testament heroes, most of them introduced by the phrase, by faith. By faith Abel, by faith Enoch, by faith Noah, by faith Abraham, by faith Sarah, by faith Isaac, and so on. Hebrews 11 and verse 1 offers a concise definition of faith. It says, what is faith? It is confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. Now this is what the ancients were commended for, their faith. In the list of heroes of faith in Hebrews 11, I've selected David and his encounter with the giant Goliath as an example of how we today can conquer the giants that we face in our lives as believers. If you attended Sunday school or vacation Bible school as a child, you should be familiar with the story of David and Goliath. The armies of Israel were fighting the armies of Philistia. The Philistines had a giant of a man, the tallest man in recorded history. 
Goliath was nearly nine feet tall. Everybody was intimidated by him. He would come out and stand in front of the army and say, I'll take on any of you, one and one or one and ten. Everybody was intimidated except for one little shepherd boy. David says, I'll fight him. I will take him on. Everybody else thought Goliath was too big to defeat. But David knew by faith that he could defeat the giant. He knew God was on his side. And in essence said, by faith I can defeat this giant. And you know the rest of the story. And from this story we learn three things about faith. The first is that faith honors God. Faith honors God. It honors God. There's something about acting in faith and expecting the best that says something about what you think about who God really is. You see, when you expect God to help you, it's the highest compliment you can pay to God. Listen to what David's attitude was in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 46. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. We really do have a God who can do anything. So when we expect him to do great things in our lives, it is an incredible honor to him. It was William Carey, the English Baptist missionary to India, who said, attempt great things for God and expect great things from God. God is unabound to help us when we trust him, when we accept him as the Lord and master of our lives and allow him to work in us and through us. Stan Toller, in his book, The Cycle of Victorious Giving, tells about the time when he was a college student and attended the annual missions conference at his church. He said, quote, I felt impressed by God to give $100 as a pledge of faith. I paid the pledge promptly, but it took every penny that I had. After the offering, I was broke, and good old-fashioned worry weighed heavily on my mind. Soon after, he said, while I was working part-time as a barber at the North Court Barbershop in Circleville, Ohio, my boss said he wanted to talk to me. More worry. Stan, he, he began, all the other barbers in this shop have a chance to get more, more tips and profits from the sale of hair products than you. But you are doing a great job. Here is a bonus of $100. Just don't tell the others. 
In telling the story, Stan Tolder said, quote, God taught me something that day. I discovered I could never beat him in a giving competition. See, God honors obedience, and he loves it when we learn to trust him. Faith, that is what God honors, for it honors him. But the second uh, thing that happens when we act in faith is that it increases our ability. It increases your ability. First Samuel chapter 17 and verse 49 says, Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. You see, God gave David the ability to hurl that stone from his sling because of his faith. We have seen again and again the difference an attitude makes. People who have a winning attitude end up being a winner. You see this in the, in the Olympics and in the uh, various sports that we have here uh, in, in, the, in, in our city. And I'm sure that you can see this in the Patriots playing this afternoon, the Jaguars. You know, that, that they believe that they're going to win. They don't wonder, am I going to win? Will we win? No. They, they believe that they are going to win. Muhammad Ali says the two fights that he lost, he thought something different before those fights than his other fights. He, he, taught, he thought, if I lose this fight, attitude makes a difference. Faith has the power to change your attitude about life like nothing else. When you act in faith, you receive the additional strength to face the challenges that you have in life. But the third thing is that it encourages others. It encourages others. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 52. Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. An entire nation was energized and encouraged by the faith of this young man. That's the power that faith has. Everyone gets excited. Optimism is contagious. And faith has incredible power to make us optimistic. You see, when you have faith, it encourages the people around you, and that honors God. Some of you are facing some giants in your life, some giant problems. You, have, you may have a financial Goliath that you have to face. You may have a medical Goliath that you have to face or a relational Goliath. You're facing some big issues 
in life and you're thinking, how can I act in faith and expect the best in 2018 when everything seems to be going wrong in my life right now? I don't know what's going on in your life, but I do know this. You can do the same four things that David did to give him confidence to face his giant and get, you can get similar results. And so the first thing David did was to tune into God every morning. Tune into God every morning. Start your day with God. That will make you more positive and optimistic. It will make you more a person of faith. Listen to David in Psalm 5 and verse, and verse 3. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and, and wait in expectation. No, where does he get his spirit of expectation? He got it from spending time with God in the morning. He starts his day with God. Before he talks to anybody else, he talks to God. And we need to do the same. We need to read some of the promises of God and then talk to God and let God talk to us. Studies have shown that our mood for each day is determined by the first 10 minutes of that day. We can be intentional about acting in faith and having a better attitude by spending a few minutes with God each day, preferably at the beginning of the day. Focus on God and affirm, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. You will actually feel better if you start the day by tuning into God. To face your, your giants. Secondly, you need to think on God's promises throughout the day. You need to think on God's promises throughout the day. You start the day by tuning into God and then you think about his promises or on his promises. Psalm 119 and, and verse 95 uh, says... Although the wicked hide along the way to kill me, I will quietly keep my mind upon your promises. You see, David was facing the constant threat of assassination, and he needed these promises throughout the day to help him face the threats to his life. He tells us in Psalm 119 and verse 11, from the message uh, power, paraphrase. It says, I have banked your promises in the vault of my heart. You see, the only way David could get through the situations that he had to face was to trust in God and trust in the promises that God had made uh, to him and to his four fathers, to Abraham. And the only way for 
for you to do what David did is to memorize God's promises. Bank them in your heart and put them where you can call upon them. Nothing will improve your attitude and give you a spirit of optimism than to have God's promises in your heart. You see, when you get in tough spots, you can't take out the Bible and look up a verse. You don't have time. Those are the moments when you need to be able to draw on what is already in your heart. There are over 7,000 promises in the Bible to give us confidence and assurance throughout the day so that we can make it through. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse, and verse 8, using the message paraphrase, it says, you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on the things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly. So listen to God's promises. They have the power to bring faith and optimism in your life. I can't tell you the times, the verses that I've memorized through the years, particularly during the early years of my of my uh, Christian faith, how they have helped me not to say or do something stupid in certain situations, or how a memorized verse has given me the strength to make it to make a good decision when I would have made a bad decision. It's amazing how when you put some of these promises into your life, they give you faith to face what you have to deal with each day. But the third secret of facing your giant is trust in God's love even when things look bad. Trust in God's love even when things look bad. forgot that word even there. Psalm 42 and verse, and verse 11. Oh, my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. For I know that I shall again have plenty of reason to praise him for all that he will do. You see, notice that it's in the future. God hasn't done it yet. This is a statement of positive expectation on the part of David. He's saying, I'm not going to get discouraged. Or at least, uh, or the Apostle Paul is saying, I'm not going to get discouraged. It looks bleak now. Circumstances don't look very good, but I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm going to expect God to act. He has done it in the past, and he will do it again. Some of you are going through some pretty dark times right now. You are facing some giants in your life. What should you do? 
One, remember how God has helped you in the past. Remember how God has helped you many, many times and in many, many situations in the past. Then two, expect him to do it again. That is faith. We rarely understand why God allows things in our lives when they happen. Almost never has God given us an explanation of why there is pain in our lives, why there are problems galore and circumstances we don't understand. But God doesn't owe it, owe us an explanation in the first place. And secondly, we wouldn't understand the reasons if he told us we have to wait until we get to heaven. So what do you do when you are in a difficult situation that doesn't seem to make any sense? You trust in the love of God. You say, I know God loves me, and I know God is in control, and I know that he sees everything in my life that is going on right now, and I know that God can change it, and I know that God wants what is best for me, so I don't have, I don't need an explanation. And so you simply trust. You get to the point where you, you just depend upon God. As a little child would depend upon uh, his or her parents. But the fourth thing is talk with other believers. Talk with other believers. David hung out with positive people. He wasn't just facing this giant on his own. He had emotional and spiritual support. You don't get that in the story, but as you read the Psalms, you realize that David um, was not just alone. He had people who were encouraging him and praying for him. In Psalm 119 and verse 63, David, David says, I'm a friend and companion of those committed to living by your rules. It's a need to associate with, attach yourself to, and fellowship with other people of positive faith. Who do you hang out with? Does your faith get any support at all from those people? If you hang out with cynical, sarcastic, negative people, their attitude is going to affect you. If you want to be a person of great faith, of great expectations, then you need to find some people who will build into your life additional faith, people who will help you to grow. The wrong crowd will bring you down every time. There's an old cliche that says, if you want to soar with the eagles, you can't run with the turkeys. And the Bible says, bad company corrupts good character. And it really does when it comes to your attitude. David says in Psalm 1, which is not here on your, on your outline, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. He didn't hang out with cynical people. 
David didn't do that because he didn't want them to affect him with their negativism. You need to talk with other believers, people of faith, on a regular basis. There are two kinds of people you can hang out with. One is called, or could be called, very inspirational people. There are people who build up your faith. The other could be called very draining people. They will pull you down and they will drain your spiritual battery. If you have too many of them in your life, then there is no way that you are going to expect the best or to act in faith in 2018. There's no way that you're going to be optimistic. There's no way that you're going to be a person of faith because you are being drained all the time. You have to have some very inspirational people in your life this year to encourage you. And the most logical place to find them is in the church, in a, in a small group, in a Bible study group, or in a group, a service group where people uh, love one another and hang together and do the work they need to do. Rather than simply complaining, they encourage one another. Don't hang around people who are constantly complaining. You will, it will not help you. It will drain your spiritual battery. So listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. You see, you can expect your faith to grow stronger in 2018 if you will tune into God every morning, if you will think on God's promises throughout the day, if you will trust in God's love even when things look bad, and if you will talk with other believers. Or you can act in faith in 2018 even when it seems the road is too rough to travel, even when it seems that the battle is too hot to fight, even when it seems that the burden is too heavy to bear, or the obstacle is too great to overcome, or the hurt is too deep to heal. For God can do the impossible and will make a way somehow. So this year, when you feel you just can't go any further, when you feel that you just can't handle any more, and when you feel that you just can't do any better, don't worry, for faith can give you the victory. Faith can see the invisible, hear the inaudible, hold the intangible, obtain the inaccessible, and move the unmovable. Faith in God can conquer all circumstances, can destroy all doubts, can defeat all discouragements, can overcome all opposition, can face all fears, claim all promises, break all chains, endure all trials, and bear all burdens, because we can do everything through Christ who strengthens us. You see, our God is omnipotent. All power belongs to him. He speaks and it happens. 
He commands and it is done. Every blessing of heaven is available to those who dare to place your faith in God and to put their faith to work moment by moment, day by day, one little step at a time. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.